0: Another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie. He's Dustin. We are the hosts of the Here We Go Brownies podcast coming in live from Myrtle Beach. He's in Boise, Idaho. Um, Dustin, we're going to get into it, but man, just still kind of grieving <laughs> from the the loss versus the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday.
1: I'm not grieving, actually, Allie. Are uh, no, you feeling good? I'm going to give you a little, little secret thing I was going to say. So I left the playoffs up here, and I did this on purpose, folks. I want you to look at this behind you. That is First Energy Stadium. That says the 2020 playoffs. I want the Browns fans to sit back and take this in and go, were we even supposed to make the playoffs this year with a rookie head coach? Were we supposed to do all the things that were throwing at us in a pandemic? Probably not. And then when I got home from the Kansas city chiefs game, you know, everybody was giving me high fives. Hey, you guys played a tough game. And then this hat came in the mail. It says 2020 playoffs. I said to myself, you know, I, I'm not happy. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm not mad or sad, but I'm not happy, but I got a lot more out of my Browns than I've gotten in a long time. And the future is bright. We have mm-hmm. young talent. We have a, we have a, a salary cap that's very friendly to us. And I said, all the players thanked the fans, we'll be back, don't give up on us. And I thought, for the first time, Allie, in a long, long time, we've got a winner in Cleveland that looks like they can be a consistent winner for years. And, I, and that gave me hope, right? All I came back with hope. And so all I can say is, Browns fans, we have a lot to look forward to in this offseason. And we'll get into this with uh, Andrew Barry today. Uh, but they're going to build and fix the things that need to get fixed. And I think we're on the right track. So take it away. Allie.
0: I like it. That's a lot of optimism. I'm coming in here saying, Oh, I'm still grieving. I'm negative Nancy over here. Got,
1: but got, got the the game, right?
0: You do. You have to have that balance, but you're right. There is a lot of hope. There's a lot of optimism. There's a lot to look forward to. And I feel kind of weird saying that after a Brown season, normally this time of year, you're like, Oh, we're done. It's over. All right. Which quarterback are we going to take in the draft? Where are we picking are, in the top 10? Or how are we feeling? Or it's who, just
1: an... Oh, what coaches are fired. Yeah,
0: what, who, who's coming back? Now, here's yeah. the thing, guys. Let me paint the picture for you. We've got an entire coaching staff that Kevin Stefanski said that he expects back in 2021. Uh, that's huge news, by the way. Um, you, you have uh healthy players coming back. Mind you, you're getting Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams back off of those season-ending injuries, hopefully.
1: Plus, have- plus all the guys on COVID that went out exactly
0: andrew billings yeah you've got all these guys yeah but you're coming off of a i don't want to say emotional roller coaster of a postseason but it was you know with the COVID implications with your wide receivers out against the jets with kevin stefanski coaching from his basement so on and so forth you're coming it's just i'm exhausted like i told dustin before we got on the program tonight like i'm just man, I'm so tired. And it's because I'm still just trying to catch up and understand wow. my emotions. And while I am grieving, because it's a very abrupt end to the season. Always is, right? It always is so abrupt, but especially Easy in the going. postseason and us Browns fans aren't used to that right now. We're not used to having that just abrupt ending in the In the regular season. You're like, oh, okay. All right. We know it's the last game. It's done. It's over with. Let's move on. But in the postseason, you always have that hope. We can still play next week. One more game. We go one and okay. each week. We can make it One more but we didn't get that closure and I'm still kind of coming off of that high. And I guess maybe grieving isn't the word, but I'm still just coming down off of that.
1: Here's something I can leave you with Allie. You're coming off a 12 win season. Let me have that come out of your mouth. You're coming off a 12 win season.
0: That sounds pretty good.
1: 12 wins in one season. And oh, by the way, you're probably looking if you have your entire wide receiver core and all the players for the jets game, you're probably looking at a 13 win season and probably winning the division. That's how close this game is from being a 12 and four team, and, a, and winning 13 possible games. I mean, think about that. And, and with, I mean, that's the kind of season we're on and that's how close the Browns I think are. And even though we've lost, I think we're going to be very, very hungry because there's, if there's anything they've tasted it now, right? They know how close they were. And when you see miles go, they made two extra plays. That's the difference in this game. They made two extra plays, you know, on fourth down, you know, like, you know, like you look at it that, that's, that's a game of inches, right? Like literally they got the first down when all they needed was a yard.
0: You know what this, that game reminded me of a little bit, and we're going to get into all the details of the game. We'll talk about it, but you know what it kind of brought me back to was, do you remember two years ago, um, you have Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes facing off and, um, D Ford lines up offsides. And that gives gives Tom Brady the ball back. And at that That point in time, in that point in time, Pat Mahomes didn't get his second opportunity in overtime to go and win the game. Because NFL overtime rules are, we can agree that, you know, they're kind of silly. Um, Pat Mahomes didn't end up getting the ball. And I I feel like.
1: I have have a friend that's a Chiefs fan. And he goes, he just yelled at the television. goes,
0: right right there, right there. Yeah, my, my point is Pat Mahomes didn't get the ball back even though he probably fully expected to. And he was, really? I think, you know, that was his first or second season as a starter. You look at this game against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, Baker Mayfield doesn't get the opportunity to go down and drive, you know, drive drive, drive to get a touch he on. He doesn't get that opportunity, back. but they, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs come back the following year. What do they do? They win the Super Bowl. Now I'm well, not, imp- I'm not, I'm not saying that the Browns are going to go win the Super Bowl next year, but what I'm saying is there's that, here it is Dustin, alignment within the organization. You have, you have continuity, your coaching staff is coming back, your play callers coming back, your signal callers coming back. Everybody's going to be there. And it's going to be the same system, but yet better with who you get in the off season, free agency in the draft. Um, but you also allow your team to get healthy and come back and do it again.
1: Well, think about it. I mean, we all saw what Tra- Travis Kelsey was doing this. If you have a Grant Delp and a Greedy Williams back there, that's a whole different kind of back end of your defense in that mm-hmm. football game. right? And to your point, Allie, like. It is a game of inches, and I, I literally looked up at the clock, Ellie, because I was sitting on the 20-yard line, and I'm watching what's happening. I'm like, ah, Baker's going to get it back with about a minute 40, right? Like, I could see it. Like, here's that opportunity. You never want to give the team the ball back. But I'm like, we kind of have them on the ropes, and then it doesn't happen, right? Because we didn't stop them from that gutsy fourth <laughs> you know, fourth down that they got. But you literally, I looked at the clock and said, okay, timeouts, minute 40, roughly, we'll have the ball back. And then they did, and then that was it. Poof, it was gone. They run the clock out, right? And so you're right. It's that little moment that you know it's like one play, and you're like, you can look back to that game and go, there it is.
0: Yeah. And before we get into it, guys, quick shout out to our good friends at OnlyInCleveland.com. Go check them out for all your apparel needs. They're the best. Brian's going to get his his stuff out to you asap.
1: Are you wearing one? Of things?
0: I am. This is an OnlyInCleveland.com t-shirt. Um, for yeah. those of you that are on the stream, you can you can see it. Uh, those those. To our audio listeners, uh, go check out Um, Dustin, let's go back to that moment. Let's go back to that moment where you say you only have so many of them in a game. And I think, you know.
1: Especially a tight game like this.
0: Uh, such a tight game like this. And it comes down to, and I think we knew this going into the game. This game's going to come down to whoever has the football in their hands last. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it comes down to Chad Henney running for whatever that was. And, and don't get me wrong. I think that was just absurd, but let's go back to that fourth down. And I don't even remember what it was in Kevin Stefanski's decision to punt the ball. What was your, what was going through your mind at that time?
1: Well, it was fourth and nine, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot guys. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, he's playing, well, you know what I, 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 he was playing what a coach should, I would never question on that. If it's a fourth and three, if it's a fourth and four, fourth and two and fourth and one, I'm like, you've gotten the other two fourth downs you've went for in the game. But fourth and nine, I think, Allie, if you don't get it there, the game is literally over there because Kansas City can kick a field goal and go up by eight now, right? And now you got to score a touchdown. Now you got to get the two extra. You know, the math starts going away from you, right? You know, the the odds of what the odds makers would say that you winning the football game starts to become a little more micro, Mm -hmm. right? So, in that situation, I kick it. I do because my defense, people remember this. The Browns gave up a field goal in the second half. That's it. Three points. Three points in the second half of this football game. They came out, they played their hearts out, and they were gassed. I mean, we all know that Patrick Mahomes was going up and down the field. Travis Kelsey was catching everything thrown to him, you know, catching it out of the air like he's Superman. But I think you got to punt there and, and and lean on your defense a little bit and know that Henny's in the game and I think that was part of the conversation too. You know, if Patrick Mahomes in there, maybe you do go for it, right? Because you don't want to give it to Patrick Mahomes again. But Henny, yeah, right. It's Henny. It's not. It's not your. Uh, you know, your five hundred million dollar man out there with a. You know, with a world champion experience of winning Super Bowl. It's it's a different dynamic. I'll take my chances with Henny. I don't question Stepansky one bit. Not. You know, he played the odds so.
0: I agree. If I'm Kevin Stefanski, I also punt that ball. Um, now I'm not a play caller. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, I agree with his decision there. You, you trust your defense there. Um, now you're right. You don't give it back to Pat Mahomes. That's probably an entirely different story, but to give it to Chad Henney. Yeah. You like your chances. Now let's go to that. Let's go to that 13 yard run by Chad Henney. I, I, I think this game, I think if, if you take a look at the Kansas city chiefs, Versus the Cleveland Browns in terms of actual talent, I don't think there's a huge gap, but where there is a very large, very large gap is in terms of speed. And what I mean by that is, is offensively for the Kansas city chiefs. It looked like, especially when Pat Mahomes was in to, you know, kind of just the blind eye, it looked like he was able to just make wide open throws. Now, part of that, you could say, well, this is Joe Woods. Why is he allowing this? No, it comes down to an element of speed. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, all of those guys um, are able to move so quickly. And there's so much motion in the play design of Andy Reid and what he's able to, to do. You don't know where the football's going to go. It's right. so intelligent. It's so complex, but it comes down to speed. Now, if you look at it. The Browns' offense—it's not that we don't have that; it's just we don't have it as much of it. So you have those tight window throws. Now, thankfully, Baker Mayfield is able to make those, but that's why it looked so much harder for the Browns.
1: Well, with an OBJ out there, what's the difference, right? Now you have that speed deep threat. Yeah, and then you have you know Peoples Jones maybe lined up as well. Now you got two speedsters that can you know maybe threaten. now by
0: the way, not to interrupt you, but by the way, Donovan Peoples Jones is not. Known for being a speedster. Now he had a couple big breaks this season, but that's not who he is. No, he's not the kind of guy that can take the top off of a defense like Odell.
1: Yeah, but he can be at times when he needs to be. Yeah, but but OBJ is going to draw two, right? So someone like People Jones can get wide open and speed off, right? Like that's the whole idea of he's going to put two people on, you know, because OBJ will do one of these and then gone, right? Like that's what that gives you in that situation. And so, yes, I think if we had more speed on there, but I honestly, here's the thing, OBJ or not, I just look at the back part of the Browns. If you have Greedy and Delpit and some of those other pieces back there, they're not getting those big chunk plays as much as they think they are. And then it's a real chess game, and it really is a little seesaw back and forth. I mean, 22 points, guys, 22 points is all the Kansas city chiefs put up. Let me say that again, 22 points. That's about half of what they average half. That means the Browns brought their A game. And I know the Browns when they went into this game knew they could beat the chiefs. They felt it. They were confident and they know. And I think they even knew in this game, like when he got that 13 yard run that you're referring to, Mm -hmm. like they thought, okay, even if they go for it on the fourth here, the Browns are going to get the ball like at midfield alley. Like, with a minute 40, that's an eternity for Baker, right? He can go down the field and get that. And you know they're going to play a little bit of prevent because they don't want him to score a touchdown, right? So, I, again, this game was so darn close, Allie. Like, I was sitting there about to right have a panic attack in the game. And I can tell you what also went through my mind, and I know a lot of Browns fans thought this, when that stupid ball that Higgins put over the, the goal post. Uh, I mean, this has been talked about for days now. Yeah. And I know they're going to change the rule. Thank you, National Football League. I think they're going to change this rule, it sounds like, to where the ball would actually be given back to the Browns in that situation.
0: Hopefully. Yeah, that's just egregious.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. It was clearly targeting. It was clearly he was leading with his helmet. But all that said, I guarantee you a lot of Browns fans, Ali, your father included, probably said, there's the fumble moment. There's the drive moment. There it is in a playoff game. And they can point and go, there it is. And you know what? I set it set in my seats. I'm like, will that be the play?
0: <laughs> you know, red right. Eighty-eight, The drive, the fumble,
1: the touchback. Yeah. 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 Add it to the list, Allie. The there back. it is. And I guarantee you all the Browns fans are probably in your feed going, yeah, we all thought that. There's the play. We were waiting for it. Now, again, this Browns team doesn't know any of that memory. They've heard about it. I don't think that gets stuck in this uh, realm of players. But It sure looked like that. We
0: know it all too well. Like, it's just part of who we are. And, you know, we'll, you know, I don't want to go down, down too much of a, a rabbit hole in that because I think it's us Browns fans need to reshape the way that we think. And I think that this organization and this current team has, has proven that hey we're not this old team and we've done shows and shows and shows about it and we're not going to get into it but one thing i do want to go back to to is that speed element and odell beckham jr um, but quickly dustin if i had to pick one game for odell beckham jr to be a part of um, this season it would have been this football game mm-hmm. i think he absolutely would have given that extra element to allow this offense to completely well he, just-
1: he's he's your equal to tyreek hill or trap Travis Kelsey in this football mm-hmm. game is your equal, right? As yeah. far as the neutralizer, like, Hey, we got one of these on offense. You've got one of these on offense, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of your neutralizer here. Um, not to say, um, you know, we can get into this a little bit, but, you know, Andrew Barry in his press conference today, for instance, said, you know, they really, really address the offense this off season, right. Yeah. You know, maybe they go get another speedster, you know, at a good price, right. Maybe to, to add to this wide receiver core, um, but, Allie, one of the best comments that came out of that game, you know, the guys are all mic'd up. Did you see what number uh, – is it Matthews? Uh, said, did you see 77 put me on my ass? Put me on my ass.
0: <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it, no.
1: Oh, it was hilarious. Like, he's mic'd up going – he goes, 77 just put me on my ass, guys. Like, literally, he says that in the football game. And if you go back and look at the play, Alley, he literally lays out – is it Matthews? M-A-T-H-E, the, the player for uh, – the chiefs uh plays tyron
0: matthew
1: tyron matthews he literally says N- 77 just laid me on my ass oh. and he to play he literally comes in and just Bam, and he just lays him out, and like he's just laying there, like a like like he's like, did that just happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I didn't see that one, but uh, you know, going back to Andrew Berry's press availability, he was able to have his his post season press conference um, where he obviously addressed the entire season and what's going on. So just kind of to recap that, um, one thing I do want to speak on are uh, and especially credit real quick to ClevelandBrowns.com. Um, Andrew Gribble, senior staff writer, for his outline of the six things that the or that we learned from Andrew Berry's end-of-season press conference, and I'm not going to roll through all of this, but he makes some really good points. Um, one thing Andrew Barry has come out and said is that the Browns are well-positioned no matter what happens to the salary cap. So we do know going into this offseason that there are some changes to the salary cap, but Dustin, you mentioned right off the top. Uh, kind of a, a nice little cat friendly team as we go upon this off with the draft uh, and free agency.
1: Yeah. When you look at the unrestricted free agents for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, there was a few on there. You hope they resign, but it wasn't anything scary that looked at me like, Oh boy, we're going to be in contract negotiations or there's going to be a big departure of somebody. Right. Um, you know, we can get into it, Ali. I mean, I think we could all say that Baker probably earned a contract there. And I'm sure there's going to be conversations to sign him sooner than later, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's got to be, probably be addressed this offseason when you assume that's going to have to be. Yeah, addressed. I
0: would, I would absolutely imagine that. And just going off of also what he says, you know, real quick on that, and he has a ton of high praise for Baker Mayfield and what he's been able to accomplish this or, or I'm sorry, this season. I do. I think that's well within reach. Um, I think if if you are the front office of the Cleveland Browns, taking a look at the current construct of the roster, and you're taking a look at Baker Mayfield. He came out and he answered all questions that you have regarding, you know, the future of this organization. We'll get into that here in a second, but just to recap uh, the rest of Andrew Berry's press availability, the Browns are looking to upgrade all areas of the roster. And I want to touch on this, when he came in last year with the implementation of the scheme, with the acquisitions mm-hmm. of the free agent players and the draft and adding all of this talent to the roster, one thing that they put a huge area of focus on was the offensive line. As we know, they draft a left tackle. Uh, they bring in Jack Conklin. You know, there's, there's quite a few movements there um, on that offensive line. Um, but they spent a lot of time on the offensive side of the football. Harrison Bryant. Austin Hooper, you know, bringing back uh, Hollywood Higgins. There's a lot of movement there on the offensive side of the football to make sure that, hey, Baker has all the tools and resources he needs to go out and prove his worth. Mm -hmm. Now, I think going into this offseason, that exact same focus um, emphasis is going to be put on the defense. I see the comments guys. I know, I know and understand that that was obviously where we were depleted. I, I think we can all agree that, especially in the secondary. And it, in my eyes, I think you need to absolutely add another edge rusher um, to pair next to Miles Garrett, but that's just me. So I think
1: that must to, to be a free agent out there right now. Yeah,
0: good. Uh, but the Browns looking to upgrade all areas of the roster, so I think that's something we can absolutely look forward to as we go into this offseason. But Dustin, let's let's get into it. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Baker Mayfield and what he's brought to the table.
1: Well, I mean, he had a great rookie season, had a sophomore slump, and then in his third year, which is kind of your make it or break it year if you're probably a rookie quarterback to get out of your rookie contract. Um, did you win 10 or more games? Check. Did you take your team to the playoffs? Check. Did you win a playoff game? Check. He's checked all the boxes, in my opinion. Oh, no, by the way, were you accurate and did all of your things say that? According to the analytics that I've seen out there, Baker needs to be paid $35 million a year. That's about the price tag that they've put him out there. He's not probably in, in that sixth to eighth highest paid quarterback in, you know when you get to that scheme. But I think that's where he's at. I think, I think he needs to be paid. I think he deserves it. And uh, he's the first quarterback in Cleveland in 26 years to take somebody to the second round of the playoffs. I mean, like, I think you need to pay the guy. And by the way, he's, he's all in on Cleveland. This isn't like he's going anywhere. Pay the guy. Like, he's Cleveland, yeah. right? I mean, the freaking guy's doing progressive commercials in the state of Ohio, which is an insurance company in Ohio. He loves Cleveland. He loves the fans. He's bought in. He's 100% in.
0: And on that 62.8% completion, um, 3,563 yards, uh, 7.3 yards, um, per attempt, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 305 completions and 486 attempts for the 2020 season. No. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not too bad right there. So I'm not going to speak to the actual dollar amounts, um, that's <laughs> yeah, not that's not me I don't I, I don't want to misspeak I'm, I'm, not as, so yeah, I'm not as well educated on that as Dustin is but I will tell you this yeah he earns a second contract and I think that's a huge priority uh, this offseason yeah
1: and I think if you can settle on a number then you can kind of work the rest of the roster and your salary cap at that point because that's the 800 pound grill in the room right how much does Baker want per year yeah right I mean and what can he agree on and you know, and here's the thing that we're all going to know about. Okay, you're going to give them the contract, but what are the guarantees? That's always the biggest part of a contract are the guarantees. It, you know, or three years of this guaranteed of the five. Is it all guaranteed, right? Because then, you know, maybe he comes in a little lower and says, you know what, I'll I'll come in at this, but it's guaranteed money, right? Like, you know, so I think those would be some of the negotiations to be done. But you know what? I'm proud to be a Baker Mayfield fan. And yeah. all those fans that were ready to jump off the bandwagon in week seven, well, see ya.
0: You Peace know, and blessings. Have
1: yeah. fun. Because you know what, Baker loves that chip on the shoulder. He came into that game; I, he gave it his all. Um, you know, you know, you can say, okay, he threw an interception. You know, at the end of the, you know, the beginning of the third quarter. But then, guess what? They kick a field goal. It hits the damn uprights, right? <laughs> so it's neutral at that point, right? Like that interception didn't hurt us, right? So we're back to phase zero. And oh, by the way, he kept driving down the fields and, and, and played a very great second half so he's resilient that's what i like about baker if i can say anything it doesn't get in his head that's the one thing i see from baker he kind of throws it off his shoulder moves on to the next play um back to Stefanski, embrace the suck yeah you threw us you threw a pick move on you know but you know this is not who you are and just go out and keep competing and you know you could i i saw on the sidelines by the way ali a guy that was literally walking from player to player to player to player keep your head in the game let's go guys. We're in this. We've got him where we want him. I mean, I'm hearing this being yelled from the sidelines from the leader of the football team. I want that guy.
0: Yeah. And, and going, you know, when, when we thought Baker Mayfield was going to get the ball with what a minute and 30, 30 seconds left to go down, to drive the team down to score. I had all the confidence in the world. He was going to make it happen. Oh, I had all the confidence in the world. He was going to make it happen. Yeah, and really yeah. Yeah, and, and really, from the, the bye week on, mm-hmm. I had the utmost confidence in him as a quarterback to make the right decisions, to make the right reads, and to make the right throws. And he did it. He did it. I had no questions after that, especially as he led us to the, uh, to the postseason. I didn't want anybody else in the world to lead the team there other yeah. than Baker Mayfield.
1: Well, Al, you probably remember this. I mean, you were watching up close, but do you remember in the first half there was a play and we all know this from the earlier days of Baker where he was really pressured and he ran out and he threw it away and he didn't yeah. get called for, you know, being outside the tackles or intentional grounding. Yeah. But I was like, that is the new Baker. Nothing's <laughs> yeah, here. Nothing's here. It's first down. I'll live for another day. I'm going to throw it out of bounds. Let's start again, right? Like that's where I've seen the progression of Baker. Like in the past, he may try to run that, maybe only get a yard, you know, maybe it's, you know, gets sacked for a loss. He just threw it away and said, you know what? Another down guys, let's try it again.
0: That's what good coaching does. that's what a good scheme does. That's what a good quarterback does. but thankfully we also have the offensive line to protect Baker Mayfield and we will for years to come. Uh, before we you know get into our second segment here guys wouldn't just encourage you, go check out our friends at onlyoncleve.com I'm telling you they're the best they're the best in the business. What more can I say? Go check out Brian at onlyoncleve.com get your hats, get your apparel, get your calves, Indians, Ohio State. Browns, anything you need, they've got it. Go check them out. Or
1: Cleveland Merchandise of the City. All different kinds of stuff.
0: Or that. You want the Cleveland Skyline? They've got it. They've got all you need. And you can also go get your official Here We Go Brownies podcast merchandise at onlyincleave.com. Dustin, let's get into some postseason awards. We did this kind of at the quarter season mark. We did did preseason, quarter season, half the season, and now we are... We're done. Um, let's give away some postseason <laughs> awards. Now, previously on other podcasts, we did around the league, but I want to do this one yeah. just for the Browns, just okay. for the Browns.
1: I like it. I love it, Allie.
0: And our categories are as follows. coach, Assistant coach of the year. And the reason I'm doing assistant coach of the year is because I think it's all agreed that Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. So I want to put that one aside of and I want to focus league. for yeah, the league. Bro. Yes. And I And I want to focus in on uh, assistant coach of the year, the MVP, defensive player of the year, and rookie of the year. Okay, And we're going to limit it to that. Okay. Um, so let's kick it off first with assistant coach of the year. And I will turn it over to you first, Dustin.
1: Callahan, without a doubt. I think he is the difference. Um, I had a friend come up to me and he said, I was watching a Browns game. He goes, specifically your Pittsburgh Steelers game. <laughs> and he goes, you know what amazed me? You had like three offensive linemen go out. You had nobodies come in, it seemed like. And they were better than my entire starting offensive line. So, you know what? That's coaching, Allie. That is complete coaching. Um, And to have Jedrick Wills ready to go um, and, you know, hardly miss a beat. Um, I think he made the first team uh, list for rookies of of the uh, mini list. Um, But I'm going Callahan just because this offensive line has kept Baker upright all season. Um, he's not been sacked. God, How many times have he been sacked? Ollie? I can't remember. It's not been a lot. It's a it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's certainly not been a lot. Let me pull that stat here. I don't know. I don't I mean, have it in front
1: of me. To me that just, when you can keep your quarterback clean, healthy and in a clean pocket to where he can get out of the pocket if he needs to, or get the ball to Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. So mine goes to Callahan as the assistant coach of the year. Um and also because of his experience, it was a no brainer to bring in somebody that's been a former head coach. Um, and he knows offensive lines. He's probably the only one other than Allie that knows offensive lines better. <laughs> um, so um mine goes to, yeah, mine's Callahan. That was a that was a no brainer for assistant coach of the year.
0: Um yeah, same retweet. It's Bill Callahan. Did
1: you pick he, did you pick Callahan too?
0: Oh yeah, I don't think okay. it's I don't even think it's a question. Um now I will say I love what Chad O'Shea brings to the table, wide receivers coach. I think he's great. I think it's a huge element to what this offense is. Obviously, Coach Stefanski is the man, but don't get me wrong. Stump Mitchell, Drew Petzing, those guys also have those guys ready to, to, to go at all times in the running back room, the tight end room. But I really have to give this one to Bill Callahan uh, for several reasons. One, just bringing his veteran presence into the room and bringing that winning culture first and foremost, especially with a rookie head coach. But Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski alignment within the organization. There it is. Dustin, they recognized a huge area of concern in 2019. That was obviously the offensive line. You have Chris oh. Hubbard starting on the, on the right tackle. You have Greg Robinson at left. And I, honestly baker mayfield was puzzled he was under pressure running
1: for his life
0: running for his life there was no ability for him to succeed in the 2019 season i'm giving this to bill callahan he's able to bring in jedrick wills transition him from right tackle to left tackle from alabama into the pros you bring in wyatt teller do you remember and i put my foot in my mouth so many times on this one going into this season i said what are the cleveland browns going to do with the right guard position what are they going to do? I have no idea. And I remember getting on with Nick Shook and he's like, well, keep in mind, they do have Chris Hubbard. He could slide over. We, nobody knew Wyatt Teller was going to be Wyatt Teller. Nobody knew to bring in Nick Harris, um, Blake Hant, by the way, Michael Dunn, Kendall Lamb, those guys to be able to come in, in the blink of an eye with limited reps, to be able to protect Baker Mayfield and know exactly what they needed to do. Well, it's just, that's coaching. That's coaching. And I give it all day.
1: And who's, number, and who's number
0: 77 white teller
1: later ma's ass that's right that's what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. yeah i'm just saying like that just goes to show you what kind of depth we have there so and 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 i think that whole offensive line is just i mean it's that's why it's graded out as the number one in the national football league
0: yeah i think yeah. I, no brainer this one's bill callahan um no questions asked um defensive player of the year who are you giving this one to
1: Boy, this this is a tough one for me, Ali. Because um, here's the thing: the defense has been all over the place this year, right? right. Like, can I just do this? I, I mean, I, I'm going to give it to a unit. You I'm going to give it to the, you.
0: Can't. This is defensive player nah, of the year. Now, if out. this was a game ball, sure, but a postseason award, who you have to narrow it down. Who you given the ball to, or I'm sorry, given the award to?
1: Defensive player of the year. Yeah.
0: All right, I'll,
1: I'll go first. You know, what, I'm going to do this just because I, I, I'm fine with this. If I have to pick one player, yeah. and I guess where I'm going with this is the way he played through adversity and I'm wearing his jersey and that's and that's Miles Garrett. And the reason I'm going to go with Miles Garrett, he still had, I believe, what, 13 sacks on the season? Yeah, um, 12. Clearly suffered from COVID, like taking time off and reps just to get healthy and still played through adversity. I'm going to give it to Miles Garrett just because from everything he sacrificed as a player and still had 12 sacks Mm -hmm. and got COVID, you know, it's like you took, he's Superman and you threw kryptonite at him and he still punched you in the face. Like, I don't know, that's this, if I had to give it to one, he would edge out just because of all the adversity and having the 12 sacks. I'm going to go with Miles Garrett on this one.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's any question. I have to agree here. Um, you have you have uh, you know 33 tackles on this season, 12 sacks, uh, four forced fumbles. By the way, yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's that's pretty darn good. Um, I, here's the thing. You mentioned adversity. He's the kind of guy that's your right now. He's he's your leader of the defense, especially on the front seven. Um, you have guys, of course, Olivier Vernon is also kind of that that maybe next man up, but he obviously. Suffered yeah, that, that yeah. season-ending injury, of course. Um, and once he went out, it was much more difficult for Miles. He was still recovering from COVID. There was just a ton of adversity for Miles Garrett, but to consistently put out the, those numbers. Now, we didn't see his best play down the stretch, um, but really going into the season, especially up until the midpoint when he did get sick, um, he was playing lights out. I mean, probably just yeah. a walk-in for Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL. Well, here's, a
1: little, here's a little thing you may not have known that i learned from being at the game and being around intimately with all the folks um miles garrett was the captain of the team for the last three weeks of the season correct so for the two playoff games and the pittsburgh game he was the captain of the of the game you know of the team so that says a lot about his leadership as well and you know that's a, that's a vote count right that's a vote among the players who do you want to be the captain to go out there for the for the game so um so that's why i probably give him the nod as well
0: all right uh rookie of the year
1: rookie of the year I got to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the big man, Jedrick Will. I'm going to go. You know, we all saw like there was probably five or six plays this year, like there was a false start or this or that. Mm -hmm. And you just go, yeah, he's a rookie. But for the most part, for the entire football season, you didn't hear much out of the left tackle and you didn't see Baker Mayfield on the ground from your blind side. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Those are two good things. I always say if you don't hear it from your offensive linemen, they're doing their damn job right? The big guys, if the big guys are doing their job, you don't hear holding number 70, whatever, right? Like, you know, like if you don't hear that most of the season, they're doing their job. And for the most part, Jedrick was just a a silent enemy out there and just did his job. So I'm going to go with uh, Jedrick Wills for rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, big Jed. Yeah, he... He did. He had such a great season. Now, for the sake of podcasting, I'm actually going to go in a different direction here, but I want to preface with this. I do not disagree with anything you just said. I love Jedrick (laughs) Wills. I love him as the anchor on the left side of the offensive line, especially as we project ahead to the future. I I think he is the future of that position for the Cleveland Browns. Can I guess where you're
1: going? Can I guess where you're
0: going? You cannot guess where I'm going because that is not good podcasting, Dustin. Uh, But I'm actually going to go Donovan Peoples Jones on this one. And Dustin knew it. Of course he did. Uh, But, you know, looking at it, I don't think – now, let me say this. If I was actually – if I had a tangible trophy right here to hand to the player, I would give it to Jedrick Wills. He was consistently there over the course of the season. Now, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he wasn't given his opportunity really until the Cincinnati game. Um, and his, just his stats on the year, but boy, is, did
1: he seize the moment once he got it.
0: That's exactly my point. And that's it, really from that point forward, he just elevated his game. He was consistent. He was reliable. Um, 14 receptions on 20 total targets, 304 yards on the season, um, to, uh, 21.7, uh, yards average and two touchdowns. Well, so,
1: and guess what he had to do out to your point while you put him in your slot there when OBJ went out, he had to step up. It was next man up. He had to (laughs) fill a role, right? He had to go out there and be the next man up and he kind of seized the opportunity and he went with it. And um, I got to meet his mom. His mom says, you just wait my boy next year, even better. Like, like you can tell, like he's ready to take it to the next level as as a wide receiver. No, he
0: absolutely is. And I think, I, I'm not saying this is an Ohio State fan, but I just think Michigan did him an absolute disservice. You know, the offense that uh, Josh Gaddis was calling, obviously his quarterback just didn't put Donovan Peoples-Jones in a position to succeed. I, I really think if he no, would have gone to another program with a better offense or a better scheme or a better quarterback, and that's really no disrespect to them, I think he could have been a day-two wide receiver um, coming yeah. off the board rather than a six-round pick. But no. I completely agree. His future is bright, man. I'm giving my – for the for this podcast and this podcast only my awards going to dpj
1: well how about this al it just goes to show you how well a drafter um my,
0: my point is. my yeah. point i mean look the at the season at, is bright
1: yeah look at the but i mean look at andrew barry finding this guy right and then being able to implement into and, and seeing that he would fit perfectly into real quick,
0: season. real quick if you will if you remember going into the season after the draft and you know one of my biggest pet peeves Dustin is when people can't separate their fandom between college and the pros and oftentimes we yes,
1: talked about this off air quite often yes.
0: I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Ohio State fan I am I I do I love the Buckeyes but two separate things those are two separate things now I remember when we drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones everybody on Facebook was like are you kidding me KJ, a Michigan, guy.
1: A Michigan guy right they were all yeah like
0: oh my god but the fact that um uh, KJ Hill was still on the board and the Browns went with Donovan Peoples-Jones now looking back on it take a, take a look at what he did over the course of the season I'm going to go specifically back to the Cincinnati game would KJ Hill have been able to provide that ability no because he's a slot receiver it right. would not have worked to fit the scheme so I just want to say that guys as we go into the offseason as we go into the draft keep your fandom separate they're two separate things um, with <laughs> that let's get into the MB- MVP Dustin who you got
1: oh that's you may change it because of podcasting, but I don't know if you need to, but clearly the MVP this season is Baker, Baker, playoff maker.
0: Obviously I'm not changing that one for podcasting. I, Cause I knew we would be on the same page, which I mean, is why I changed I mean, rookie of the year. Cause we can't have them all the same.
1: That's what I tell everybody at work. And they just laugh at me. They're like, you little, you're giddy as can be. I go ba- I go Baker, 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 playoff maker. I mean, because, <laughs> because now he's a winning core. No, I think, it's, I mean, let's put it this way, Ali. Tell me if I'm correct. Lamar Jackson's been to the playoffs three years, correct? All three years? That's correct. Okay, all the people that were not on the Baker bandwagon are probably Mm -hmm. jumping back on because they want to be part of something fun. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lamar Jackson won his first playoff game this year in year three. That's correct. Baker Baker was given one opportunity in one season to win a playoff game, and he did it. Mm -hmm. He's one for one going into a playoff season of winning his first game that to me that stuck out to me like he got an opportunity and he seized the moment and won a playoff game as soon as he had it
0: yeah my mvp it's obviously baker mayfield when you take a look at this offense when you take a look at this team who do you think of it's baker mayfield's team i don't think there's any question about it now you have your key players odell beckham jr jarvis landry nick chubb miles garrett i can the list goes on but this is baker mayfield's team and something i want to point out is that interception statistic uh 26 touchdowns on the year eight interceptions let's take a look at 2019 24
1: 21
0: 21 interceptions on twenty. To, it was a, it was 22 touchdowns yeah 21 interceptions now so, i know this i know this award isn't most improved uh, that's not what this is, but you have to factor that into it. I think you have to take a look at how far he's come. This, this team starts and ends with Baker Mayfield. Well, it does.
1: Or how about just stability in and coaching staff and a system that works for a quarterback like Baker has been in three systems in three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You bring in a system that's built to succeed for the, I mean, we see this all the time in the NFL, new coach comes in, And the quarterback's like, huh, this is, this is not, I'm not made for this. And you really got to say, I got to build something around this quarterback because he's going to be here a while. And I got to make this. And I mean, Kevin Stefanski, I mean, I talk about this all the time. You need to really dial in and look at Kevin Stefanski. He took Kirk cousins and turned it in and and made him into the NFC championship game. He's Mm taken Baker Mayfield already and got him to the second round of the playoffs. Coach Stefanski gets the most out of his damn quarterbacks, people. And you better take notice because that guy knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, he knows what he does when it comes to quarterbacks.
0: You know, when we went into the season, Dustin, and I said, Hey, we're going and trying to play an entire NFL season amidst a pandemic, but I wouldn't want anybody else leading the way other than Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. scheme. this is no disrespect to Freddie Kitchens or the coaching staff last year. But could you imagine that element, that Coaching staff, that roster, that team, being led through a pandemic, that way, could you imagine?
1: Yeah, hot. it'd be it'd, it'd, it'd be, be a
0: dumpster fire.
1: It'd be a hot mess. It it it'd,
0: it'd, it'd be it'd be a dumpster fire. I'm just
1: you'd probably it, have Haslam jumping in the lake. I'm telling you, like it would not expensive. be good. It would not you be know,
0: good. I hate to say, oh god, I hate to say this because it's so cliche, but isn't it funny how everything does happen for a reason? And you, one thing that a former coworker told me one time. Was She goes, you know, Allie, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. Mm. And I'm like, huh, that you're exactly right. But looking back on it, while we had to go through 115-0-16, the sophomore slump with Baker Mayfield, we wouldn't have been the Cleveland Browns of 2020 if we wouldn't have done all of that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're spot on. All right,
0: we'll get off of that. Those are our postseason awards, um, and we will be providing you with plenty of content every Wednesday throughout this off season. So bear with us. We're probably going to be pulling, uh, you know, pulling our hair out trying to come up with some stuff. Uh, but you know, right now there is,
1: we'll have plenty of material. There's
0: plenty to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. How about, how about this, Dustin? How about this today, Philip Rivers? announces his retirement from the NFL. My God,
1: dammit, I'm going to, <laughs> I love this press release. That was so Southern. I loved it. It was I like, know.
0: I know. And then dammit, of course you have I Drew should've. Drew Brees out in, in New Orleans. We all knew that was coming. What are your thoughts on those two guys?
1: Is Drew Brees out?
0: Oh yeah. He retired. He's oh, done. He done. Okay. That came out uh, prior to the game against uh, Tampa Bay.
1: And then of course that viral video with, of course. Yes. Him yes. and Tom Brady that went viral. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: done. He yeah. is done
1: um you know the guy he's a gunslinger he was in there for a long time I think he was all in for this season I mean you could kind of tell at the Colts I I I, I thought he would be there for a couple years honestly in, in Neapolis I thought he would give it another go but you know I feel bad for I, I, I hate to say this but I kind of feel bad he didn't get a ring man I, I yeah I just feel like he's in the he only he dam- made
0: one conference championship
1: well, Allie, I feel like he's in the Dan Marino club, but even worse than the Dan Marino club. Because um, didn't Dan Marino get to a Super Bowl and didn't he win? He did, it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, so I mean, but here's a guy that laid it all on the line, took the, you know, the chargers to the playoffs all the time, right? And just laid it out on the line. And dang, he just never got the ring. And, you know, he was in the league 17 years, guys. That's a long time. That's a lot of at-bats for a for an organization to give you a chance to at least get a championship um i think that's why i look at things like cleveland and go hey we have a young quarterback right like i think we got a chance here for the next three to five years to try to get there right get to the hump and get over it i just feel bad for the guy i mean well,
0: he's he's a competitor he's fifth, he's fifth all time in passing yards and touchdowns
1: that's what i'm saying and not i mean he better well going to the pro football hall of fame
0: that's going to be my next question
1: yeah, a hall yeah. Of famer. He, yes he needs to be along in the hall of fame because his stats alone prove that he's i mean like you said he's a top 10 quarterback with um statistically right there i mean based on what you just yeah. told me so uh yeah, yeah. I think personally if he's not a first ballot hall of famer that's a shame um, because at the very least if he couldn't get a super bowl he deserves um, a place with a gold jacket for sure i mean that guy's he, he laid it on the line for So,
0: I I just found this article real quick. Um, It's three stats that perfectly sum up Philip Rivers' career. And um, it's on fansided.com. The first one over the course of Philip Rivers' career, 464 sacks. That's Mm. a lot. That's a lot. lot. 63,440. Missing yards? Yes. And what's this last one here? Um, this one's the most impressive. 252 straight starts.
1: He's never missed a game?
0: Um, no, he's probably missed a game in there. He's I guess. probably, but but from whatever point on, um, we know he's, he obviously played with the torn ACL and the AFC. Yeah, he, yeah he talked
1: about that. I played a, yeah, a play in 2007.
0: <laughs> But I'm 252 saying, straight starts
1: but that's the kind of guy that belongs in the hall of fame allie like that i agree
0: i do i agree I mean,
1: that's a guy that like i mean like our interview with clay matthews like talk about somebody that laid it out on the line for just as long right like a clay matthews he, he you know he even said it a grinder there you go that's a perfect example he's a grinder quarterback yes. right? He's a yeah. grinder. Like he would go out there, I'd get sacked, but I'd get back up and I'd throw, you know, I'd throw a touchdown. And he was mouthy. He even said, you know, thanks for the, the fans that booed me and the fans that cheered me and the refs that put up with me. Because he was a mouther. I mean, you he could was. see he always yeah. had his mouth going. Um, and you know what? Here's the thing though, I think he looks at life like we all do, Alan. You know what that is? The guy's got nine kids. He's got a family, he's got a huge family. Nine kids, Ali. Let me put that out again. Nine kids.
0: That's a, lot, that's a lot of children.
1: That's a lot of children. A lot, lot like, of mouths to
0: feed.
1: Ali, you know basketball. That's almost like, you know, if a starting five on both sides. Yeah, that, that's,
0: uh, that's a whole ass team right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I'm saying like, he probably looks at that and goes, everybody, I mean, we're on this earth for only so long, right? All, so he's got a window, right? He's got all these children. Is my quality of life with my children more important or going for one more game? based on what I see with my gut, tells me I'm not going to get
0: there. Well, you know what he's doing now? Uh, now that he's going to be stepping away from the game, he is taking on a head coaching position at the high school level in Fairhope, Alabama. Um, so is I, that
1: one of his kids plays or no,
0: I think actually that's where he went to school. If I'm not mistaken. Oh,
1: at his alma mater.
0: It might be, or it might, uh, let me look. I'm, I got to that's, that's, sure. But anyways, he's, that's he's going to be taking cool. on a, a head coaching position. That's pretty um, cool.
1: though. But see, he's a football guy, right? Like, it's in his blood. He's going to do it the rest of his life. And you know why he's doing that? Just just to do it. He, doesn't, he just wants to do it for the fun.
0: That, that is not where he went to high school. But nonetheless, still pretty cool. Yeah. Still pretty cool. Um, how about Drew Brees? Is he a Hall of Famer? <sighs>
1: <laughs> Allie, <right. laughs> All right. come on.
0: No, know. Hey, we've got a couple Dustin. No. Hang on. Well, hang on. We've got a couple on. more minutes for, left our of this audio, podcast.
1: for just our audio folks. The fact that Ali just even asked that question. All right. Hang on is, to our,
0: to our audio listeners. The reason behind it is we've got three more minutes left on this podcast and I need three more minutes full, full of content before we wrap up. So I asked Dustin, cause I feel like that can lead to three minutes of conversation. Okay, yeah.
1: Well, first of all, the short answer is yes. Here's your long answer, Allie is he not number one in passing of all time
0: yeah he's obviously a
1: famer. Okay. he's number one hey he has a super bowl ring so that that, that alone yeah. has one of those on his i mean that to me is like puts him in the same category as peyton Manning and those other guys that have won I'm he's a first a little... ballot
0: hall of famer
1: yeah I guess. of course i Allie. i just trying to see if i'm on my game I no know. i'm
0: just trying to mess with us a little bit
1: Allie,
0: but but you know what's sad though dustin is to see the way that it went out for drew Brees. you know i think once he got towards the end um it was very 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 obvious that he just didn't have it anymore um he didn't have the arm, strength. arm... yeah his arm strength. He, he, he just he just didn't have it Um, and i hate to see that for him i hate to see that for anybody but of course for Drew Brees, you want and to go that. out just a little bit better than that.
1: But guess what? If you're going to go out, Allie, would you say I want to go out against the one in fifteen Jets, or would you want to say I lost to a six-time Super Bowl champion?
0: And I hear, that's that's a really good point. That's a really. Good
1: point. I, I think I can say you know what? Good night. I had my run. I got beat by the best. They're obviously personal friends. They know each other's families. You know, you're in the quarterback club. You know, that's a small club when it comes to players yeah i'm um,
0: part of it <laughs> oh,
1: i almost said um, <laughs> i almost said something else but i'm glad i did for audio and video
0: yeah yeah we're, we're this, we keep it clean here uh let's wrap up dustin but before we do so um give me your score predictions we've got tom brady versus aaron Rodgers in the nfc championship game tampa bay taking on the packers in lambo what's your score prediction
1: um give me a close one Yeah, championship games seem to always be close uh brady versus rogers um here's a little statistic that i had an argument with somebody at work it was it was a very it was a fun argument so these quarterbacks for whatever reason they do this joe montana brett Favre, i still got the juice in me i'm gonna go to another team and i'm gonna win a super bowl Mm -hmm. in our lifetime and previous to our lifetime allie only one quarterback has been able to do that to get back to the pinnacle of another team and win the Super Bowl, and that's Peyton Manning. So it's rare error.
0: Yeah.
1: You, Brett Favre didn't get there with the Vikings. <laughs> Joe Montana didn't get there with the Chiefs, obviously. And now Brady's trying to do that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It ends right here. Score is going to be 30 24 Chiefs. I mean, sorry, 30 24 Packers uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Again, talking about those quarterbacks that are playing like they're in their twilight years, Aaron Rodgers seems to be playing like lights out this year. Like this is his maybe last chance that he sees it. Maybe, I mean, like with the team that he has right now, like this might be an opportunity where he knows he has that kind of team and you just run through the playoffs because you know you have a good chance to win a Super Bowl this year. I think he's not going to let that get in his way. And you have to go to Lambeau. I mean, that's a tough out. For
0: any yeah that in, is
1: in january 32. i'm
0: going okay all right i like it um i'm i'm kind of in that same ballpark but i'm going tampa bay on this one 27 24 i think it's a close game um I, i'm going tom brady here i'm going tom brady i don't know i i you know what i think i think both of these two teams are so evenly matched um it's just going to come down i don't know i i'm just going tom brady here I'm not going to bet against him. Um, how about AFC championship game? Who you got, Bills or the Chiefs, and what is your score prediction?
1: I have a problem with this game. Do we know if Mahomes has been cleared for this game?
0: We don't. He did practice today, however, but limited, and I don't know. I I don't know. All right. I know it, the, obviously that changes everything if he, if he's available it changes everything but let's do this let's
1: twenty one, bills over the chiefs 2421 bills
0: and then I'm gonna- go ahead I've got bills over the chiefs 2417
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going bills I um, closer that, yeah
0: and, and the reason I'm going bills here is I just think they're playing more cohesive and on both sides of the ball. Look what they did to the Ravens. I'm. Saying. I like the Bills right now, and here's the thing, guys. Browns fans, I think we can all root for the Bills right now. They're yeah. like the Browns. You know, they're an ally to us. Let's root for them. They deserve it.
1: Yeah, this Bills They're long
0: it. suffering. They are so yeah. long suffering. I, I'm. I'm hoping the Bills can go out and get it done.
1: So, Allie, for our audio and video people. Do, should we make a friendly wager on your confidence level of the Brady versus Rogers game, just for fun podcasting? Any, any yeah, wager? yeah,
0: we can. Yeah, we can do that. Oh,
1: exactly. What would you like
0: to wager? Yeah, no, 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 no. You brought it up. What, what are we talking here? What are you thinking?
1: Oh, that's that's well, back on me. I was gonna see if okay. Um, what yeah, should you, we?
0: You bring it up. You got to, you got to okay, be so ready. always
1: clearly confident in her Tom Brady. You can tell. I could see the bravada. So like, <laughs>
0: I am. I, and
1: I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers, who I think by the way, is the better quarterback of the two in, in the big scheme of things. If, if you look at them as quarterbacks,
0: I, Hey, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I think if we're looking at talent, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I, I think has, has more of this it.
1: This is Easy alley. This is easy bet. You ready? Easy bet. We have limited supplies guys of our Here We Go brownie set that we'd like you to go purchase Allie, mm-hmm. if you lose you have to buy me a Here We Go brownie set All right okay lose, you have okay. to buy me a Here We Go brownie set that's that's a good deal bet.
0: Deal we're shaking on it deal is, All right I like it and you know it's it's a it's a win-win either <laughs> way uh, we're supporting ourselves. So, yeah I'll t- I'll take that bet that's a good one all right. That's a good one but no, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, um, but definitely a, a fun weekend, fun matchup. But um, with that, guys, we're kind of going up against it here. We appreciate all of you that have joined. Please continue to check us out. Dustin, go ahead.
1: One quick thing, guys. Um, we are going to do this show every Wednesday consistently in the offseason. We will talk about uh, free agencies, players being let go, all those types of things um i think Allie and i will get into the 2021 schedule on our next show that would be a nice yeah we didn't
0: get we didn't get to it today we'll talk yeah,
1: about we'll, it. and i think that would be guys but if you guys can drop some comments of some subject matter you'd like us to cover as we work towards free agency the draft and the off season just shoot us some comments we you know this is a show for the fans by the fans clearly mm-hmm. So we want your input of what you think would be some good topics. Um, if you want us to do three segments of Allie breaking down the entire NFL draft, I'm sure she would do it. Uh-huh. I would love to
0: do it. So please comment that. Please <laughs> Look at she's
1: for, yeah. for our audio people, she just got the biggest smile on her yes. face. She's like, please oh, yeah. Please comment
0: that. Let us know. I would love to break down the draft and I will do it. I will I will do five shows a week if we can talk about the draft. I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, uh, by
1: the way, sneak peek, Allie and I are planning on going to the draft. We should tell people that.
0: We, we should tell people that. And those of you who have listened it's, this far, you get to know. It's in Cleveland. In it's in Cleveland. I don't
1: know if you know, that's another little friend. It's only thing it for is. Cleveland this
0: sure. Yeah. But guys, with that, we are going to have plenty of content coming your way. So please continue to join us um, weekly on Wednesdays. It'll be live. But if you don't catch us live, you can come back, check us out here on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts even. It's going to be there. Um, so guys, with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. Appreciate all of you who have joined on the live stream tonight. Um, Lots to kind of unfold as we go into the off season, but we'll be here along the way. Guys, with that, let's wrap up. Stay safe, stay healthy, and go Browns.
1: Go Browns.